Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Hello, everyone. Hello, world. It's Tuesday. (laughs) I I, I seem to say that a lot on the show. Hello, Um, world. Hello, world. Yeah, I I don't know where that comes from. It just happens to be what comes out of my mouth. I mean, 95% of the shows when I'm putting them on the podcast, it's like, hello, world. Because we don't have visibility into who's actually listening. So conversation to anyone. Yes. Well, we always have a consistent um, audience member and that is Ms. Stacy Gibbs. Hey, Stacy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we know where you are, but please feel free to share where you're watching from. That's so funny. I can't see it. I can't see it. See if she's on or not. So, and she's not in the office with me today. So I, oh, yeah. she's watching. Oh, she's just giving some love. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I, there are so many amazing things that we are going to be talking about today around cultivating divine habits and really helping us bring our dreams to fruition. So I, I can't wait to dig in. So let's let's follow our beautiful rhythm of the show. And Molly is going to lead us in some breathing so that we center ourselves. I'm so excited. I love it. Yes. My feet are on the ground. Okay. Well, there you go. See, look at you. You're such a good student. So we're going to find our comfortable seats and we are grounding through the sitting bones. And while we ground through those sitting bones, we're imagining a beautiful deep taproot coming from the base of our spine and burrowing deep into the earth through the water tables into the core. And this allows us to really sink and feel this groundedness in our body. And as we are rooting, we're going to lift up through the spine and reach through the crown as we rise and find that extra inch in the space from our crown to our root. And our breath work today is going to be combining a bit of uh, visualization as well. So we're going to imagine breathing into our heart. Just start to tune into the rise and the fall of the chest with each breath in and each breath out. And as we really bring that awareness into the center of our chest, Start to feel the shifts within your bones. Now again, that awareness at the space between our heart, space here in our heart, begin to breathe in 
up into the space between our brows. This is our third eye. So we're breathing and having this beautiful connection from our heart to our mind. Maybe even adding a layer of intention here of asking our heart's desire to be in alignment with our, our mind and our action. And then let's take a big collective breath in deeply through the nose. Big exhale, release through the mouth, send it away. Oh, that was fun. It was fun to actually visualize the my breath going to the spot. Like I could see it like a rushing wind. Mm, yeah, that facilitation of our mind-heart connection is actually an important one for our conversation today about cultivating habits that then help you create your dreams. So, so true. So before we share the affirmation that we're going to talk about today, I, I'm super excited to, what are you sipping today? Well, I am back in my favorite cup, which is the little butterfly. Uh, oops. My butterfly is um, actually, so yeah, it's really cool. I was, when we talk about my experience last week, um, there was a beautiful butterfly there. And whenever I would go into nature, there was always a butterfly there. And um, it was just a wonderful reminder that um, we are meant to transform and be in a state of transformation. Um, and so we should trust our wings. But I am drinking, um, I am drinking a lemon mint Tulsi tea, and it is a sample tea that I'm working with my herbalist with. Um, yeah, because we're going to start introducing um, teas as it relates to um, goodness loops, and our teas are going to start. Uh, comma sort of reminded me of the original intent of intentionalities, and that was yes. to have tea for good and giving back to cause. So our equality project that we're doing with Comma um, is creating inspiration for our teas um, that we can create loops to give back to things that we care about. So I love it. I'm so excited, and I'm super excited to try equalities because that's yeah. the peach tea. Yeah, uh, and butterflies right i mean i know that you have a connection to it i see my mama is watching hi mom uh, she <laughs> she brought uh, butterflies into my life at a very very young age uh, we had butterflies all over the house <laughs> like butterfly art and you know little things we could paint butterflies on and just she used to draw butterflies i, I remember remember when you used to do like where is pointer yeah little faces on them she'd also draw draw like little butterfly bow ties and um, mm -hmm. so butterflies are were a big part of my childhood and, and i have to say the last month and really the last two weeks so many butterflies like yeah. are literally coming to me like i'll be walking yeah. and they're coming to me yes there's your tattoo yes totally it's not um, a cute one, but yeah it's so it's so uh, it's wild and I'm, I'm not sure. I guess I, it's probably time to look it up because it's happened so many times lately. Uh, but it actually happened with a, a baby moth over the weekend. I mean, it was, was, uh, I don't know. The moth was like the size of a quarter. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, it wasn't huge, but it wasn't teeny, but it was like, I saw her float down to the ground, like right in front of where I was going to walk. And I was like, oh, that's not a very safe spot. <laughs> like, 
you're going to get walked on. Uh, so I, I went to go get a leaf and she would not get on the leaf. She, she got on my hand and I could, I, I could not get her off my hand. <laughs> I was like, I really don't want to hurt you. Yeah. And I don't want you to get my oils on you. Like go, go and be, um, and it was really, really interesting. Just, and, and it was funny to watch Andrew watching me interacting with this moth. He was so they're all about he was, lunar energy, right? You know, yeah. the moon energy is about our, our sacred feminine. So. Yeah, he was very fascinated by it. And uh, oh, I see my friend Karen's here. Hi, Karen. Uh, the just butterflies in general. So I and I feel like so many of my soul sisters also have that connection, which I think is, you know, it's it's not surprising. It is sweet though it really is sweet it's a sweet connection point uh, i am not drinking anything hot it is uh you know i know the rest of the world does not think it's the 76 degrees is hot uh but it is that's a sweltering summer day here in the pack northwest so i am <laughs> drinking a an iced tea Ooh. it's um a passion tea with uh, I, I love to add extra things in. So I use this aha sparkling water. I don't, this is from one of our um, grocery stores here. It's, it's, there's no sugar or anything in it. It's no sweeteners, but I use that in, um, in there. I use cut up cucumbers and basil and mix it all in. And it literally keeps me hydrated on days like this. Cause I can just keep sipping and sipping and sipping. Um, and, and I love the color. It's like, it, it reminds me a little bit of the love tea color. Yeah, and our we actually are. Um, there's another tea that we have that that's oh our hibiscus our spring tea has that kind of nice deep red. It's the hibiscus that gives it that color. It's yes. funny that you say that it's super hot there because it's like 90 something here, um, and I'm drinking hot tea. But yeah, I love. Well, hot tea. you East Coasters are are made of. Um, well, and you're originally from Ohio. Is it Ohio? So yeah, I'm that's like the Midwest. I mean, I was born there, but I was only there till I was a little before eight years old. So I don't do well with the hot, humid stuff. Mm -hmm. I really don't. And I mean, I grew up in the Valley in California. And so it was very hot, dry heat, almost like desert, which is, I mean, I'd rather, I guess I'd rather have that if I'm going to have heat, dry heat, but any kind of heat. Well, anyways, the whole, my whole life with the curl and the you know, humidity. And now I'm just like, screw it. Own it. Yeah. And well, and your hair looks amazing. So let's talk about this, this affirmation around cultivating divine habits. Uh, I, you know, it's interesting again, yet again, thank you uh, to all things falling in alignment that this was the affirmation that was published for the first time. Well, it was actually built on a Moxie memo from about 2015, but in 2019 was the first round of the affirmation, the Moxie affirmation. So this year when it came around, I was like, this is so exciting because Molly is on a retreat, what? <laughs> like writing, finishing writing her book. And we, we've talked about rituals. We've talked about goals and getting things done, but we really haven't talked about this piece of, you know, building habits and then actually taking it, the goal across the finish line getting it done. And so um, the the affirmation is, I have strong willpower and can change my habits with ease. My vision and purpose are clear to me. I already have the wisdom and courage it takes to make my dreams come true. And this one feels so, it, well, it is personal, but it feels like one of those affirmations that everyone goes, 
this is exactly what I needed to hear this week. Yeah. Because we all have something. We all have something. Yes. And our, yeah, I, um, yeah, it's so funny because, um, you know, I've been writing that book for four years. It's taken on maybe four or five different pivots, you know, of where it was going to be and what the words were supposed to be. Um, and um, I've done a ton of research for it. So I have literally interviewed throughout the last seven years, hundreds of people about their business philosophies um, and trying to get a sense of, you know, commonalities and, you know, how yeah, to tie yeah. into this yogic idea. Um, but it really wasn't until I had this moment where I'm like, you know, these are the words that I am meant to write, right? As a yogi, mm. as a business entrepreneur, as a woman, you know, in this moment where, you know, business is kind of broken. And, um, <laughs> but it's that belief, you know, and trust that I, it's not somebody I'm gonna abdicate to someone else to write, you know, that there is sort of, it's, it's mine to write. Um, yes, your vision and purpose will clear to you. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think there's power in, in the recognizing the journey on the other side of the journey, right? So you can look back and go, I can either shame myself for the fact that it took four years yep. or I can look at where we are now, what, what has happened on the planet in the last four years and recognize that it's such perfect timing because people are starting to make those major changes in what their business looks like in 2021 and beyond because they've realized the hustle that they no longer want to carry with them or they've realized they weren't hustling in the right lane and so now they want to figure out how to build that with intention and purpose and they're going to need help. I mean, they're going to need help. A lot of the, the soft business conversations that we've been having for the last decade and really creating those conversation talking points and, and you building case study after case study with clients, it's all, it now the timing makes perfect sense. It does. Well, and you know, the older I get, the more I trust that process. I mean, you say it all the time, you know, when one divine door closes, it's because another door is meant for you. And that is more, those are more than words. That comes from a place of deep, deep trust. And the more experiences we have where we're able to see those um, unfoldings, if you will, um, then the more we are willing to, to, to put the trust in that process. And, and again, this is one of those moments where even, you know, the last, you know, seven months of my life of sort of reawakening, um, you know, my writer is yes. really an important process that I can now see that I did not have clarity before. So it, there is clarity that everything happens as it should to lead you to the destination if you allow that to be so. Um, yes. You know, one of the, it's, it's so interesting, the, the cycles of our life and the cycles of our business. I remember probably about five years ago. So yeah, the, so the Fire Up book came out five years ago. And right after that, I started teaching or coaching really, um, it called Finding the Clarity in Your Chaos. <laughs> and it's, I mean, I feel like it's almost time to dust that off because oh, yeah. it was, you know, that when I was going through that, people were, business was really just starting to get back into a normal flow. 
after everything that happened in 08 to, to, to uh, 12. I yeah. mean, we were, business was good, but we were, I, I felt like everyone was like, okay, this is, this is good. This is our normal, but oh my God, I'm doing a million things and I'm going crazy and I have no time for myself and all, you know, we've heard it all. We've heard all of those things. Yeah. The, the reasons why we, we feel so out of control sometimes with our schedules and the, it always comes back to choosing what you truly want out of life, being very, very clear. If, because I, I believe this to be true, that if, you, if, and when you really want to finish a book, you finish a book. Yeah. If, and when you really want to read a book, you read a book because we find time for what is important to us. That's it. And, and there are times where I get it. There are seasons in, in life. I mean, I, my girlfriends who have small babies, mm -hmm. you know, stuff gets realigned and reprioritized and reading a book a month is no longer a priority. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. if they get one a year, they're good. Oh, but yeah. they realize. Well, that's it. I mean, I've, I've done that, you know, my babies were all back, to, you know, I back on top of each other. So those periods of times, you know, cause my, my kids now are 17, 15 and um, almost 14, you know? And so now I'm in a season where I have that time again to read, but there were many, many years that I did not. And there's no shame in that. Again, I think the wisdom comes in honoring the season that you're in, knowing that it is a cycle and that it's not forever. And where we get into trouble is when we get locked into now or never, or this idea that this is the way it's going to always be. And if there's yes. anything that nature teaches us is that everything is in constant motion. So just shake that idea off and think of the atom. The atom is in vibration, right? It's nothing is stagnant in our world, even when it appears and feels such. Um, but for me with this, you know, to, you know, expand on what you were saying about when you're really ready to get it done, you will get it done. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, that came this time around with Stacy actually acknowledging the fact that I'm not going to get it done within the current structure of our day to day, because yes. there are just too many interruptions. You know, we're still having the kids at home, you know, and, you know, the, there's not, you know, normally the summer, the kids would be working, you know, because, Yes, it would be. And there, you know, there's not a lot of those sort of teenager jobs out there right now because those are held for, you know, full time staff. And so the kids are kind of home and they're bored and they're um, <laughs> in our business. Right. And yeah. so like for me, removing myself and getting the permission to without guilt leave my family so that I can actually lock myself in a cottage in the mountains, which is exactly what I did. That was yeah. not my idea. That was Stacy's. And so she really was the prod for me to get that to completion. Yeah. Well, I think it, when we are with an amazing partner like Stacy is to you, they they see us when we can't even see ourselves. Yeah. You know, and and she's likely been listening to you for the last four years plus talk about writing this book. And so there, you know, there may even be an element of enough already go and take care of it. So we can talk about something else, which isn't necessarily negative, right? It's the, it is our partner who is doing the, you know, a little bit of grit, 
Sometimes we need more, a lot more grit than, than others. Um, I love that. And I love that she was super supportive of you, um, your whole family, right? I mean, you are a big part of what happens at the Elmstead. And so other people had to do what you normally do. And however, in the end, you finished. I did. I have draft one. It's in my mother's hands right now. And um, it's kind of crazy. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers with our tea. Cheers. Our ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it's um, I first felt sort of exhilarated and, you know, like I, I did get in the flow, which was awesome. You know, I was writing 10, 11 hours a day. Um, I knew I had a very finite commitment of time and I had to be back. So I had to get I, I was committed to draft one. Um, but um, at first I was just sort of exhilarated, like, oh, my God, I did it, you know, and then <laughs> yesterday and I didn't tell anybody except for a very few handful of people that I was even gone because I didn't want to have to deal with social. I didn't want to have to deal with a lot of texts or calls or just disruptions. And so I just left. And, um, but um, yesterday, I think I posted about it and it was the first time my exhilaration went from vulnerability. I felt very vulnerable because I was like, oh, cause everyone's like, oh, that's very courageous. I was like, courageous. I was just trying to get the words out. I wasn't thinking about being courageous. I was just trying to flow. You know, and now all of a sudden I was like, "Ooh, pull the words back in." But you know, isn't that interesting? You know, I, I think that that courage. This is uh, Glennon actually talked about this in Untamed about the different types of brave, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so, so you actually working and putting together your first draft and sending it off to your editor, your mum editor, uh, to some people is like climbing Mount Everest. Hmm. Like they would never think to do that. They're like, what? Or like, you know, scuba diving to find Atlantis. Like it just is so yes, far please. off, you know, so <laughs> far out of their realm of their version of brave. Yeah. And so they're, you're, you're inspiring them. Um, the, I think the vulnerability comes from, you know, now everyone's waiting for it. And when you say it, you speak life into it. And that's why it's so important to say it out loud because yeah. you speak life into it and you create a circle that gets larger and larger and larger of people who are cheering you on well, and yeah. saying, yes. Well, and we talk about that in the book because, um, you know, we, we talk about um, one of the um, seven laws of the universe is actually the law of vibration. And it is the reason why our words matter as much as they do because our words and the voice box is our vehicle to create vibration. And yes. that flow, that word, that creation of the vibration of the sound box into, we're willing uh, an idea and we're making it come alive, breathing into it yep. through sacred vibration. And yes. when we bring that layer of intention to our words, all of a sudden, you know, the, it, it's the affirmations make sense. Why do we say them in the present, right? Because we're willing that into existence. Yes. You know, why is it important to be impeccable with your word? Because you're willing that into existence through the sacred vibration. And I, it's just for me, like, you know, it just was having massive amounts of um, downloads, um, which was a really cool moment. I love that. Well, and I truly believe that, well, first of all, I, I 
yes, I agree with all of the things around vibration, our voice box, all of, I mean, this is, this is sacred design. Our creator created, I mean, it's with, no matter what your spiritual text is, like in the Bible, it says you speak life. Yes. <laughs> and, and, oh, by the way, you can speak death. Well, like, and it all starts you could speak word, both. Right? Like, that's, that makes sense. Yes. And, and so if we, if we're focused on the uh, really elevating that vibration, really elevating our thoughts that then become our words that then become our actions, uh, that it, it all, again, weaves together, right? It weaves together. And so understanding, I think at the, at the very foundation, when you're building a habit, you have to understand why you want to build the habit that's going to create the mindset, the words, the actions to do whatever it is that you want to do. For yeah. you, you you know why you wanted to commit to building the habit because you wanted to write the book that's been on your heart for the last four plus years. Yeah. Right. Um, what if you like me over the last 75 days, I committed myself to burning an extra 500 calories because I'm not moving like I used to right? All over yeah. the place, all over the country, um, walking at least 30 minutes a day and standing for 10 minutes every hour for 12 of the 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And, and I did it because I, I knew my body was worthy of the movement hmm. That's that it, that it wasn't about uh, losing weight or, or fitting in jeans. My God, like, I, like I, that stuff. I mean, sure. Those are perks, I guess, yeah. but I knew that my body in order to function at her highest potential needed to move more than, you know, a simple walk a couple times a day with the dog to, you know, do her business. Yeah. And so I set that intention with a really strong why I wanted to commit to it. And then I created tools and people and, uh, you know, re-engaged in a community that I knew was going to support me, but it all started with that, why you want to commit to it. And if you can really, really write down why you want to achieve that goal and build a habit towards it, it starts to come to life in that moment. It does. I mean, that's that we're, you know, are we are consciously or unconsciously creating our environment on our world, right? So we can be you know, we can be so actively doing it or we can be reacting, but yes. the law of cause and effect is still present and that cannot be denied, you know? So, you know, I just, but it, you know, for me, you know, a, a criticism I think that, or a question that people have had was, you know, thinking that affirmations are a little bit too hairy fairy or fluffy um, you know, and that not really understanding them, thinking that it, it's a very passive way to, um, the affirmations are a very passive, um, process and actually, um, I completely disagree. I think it is the absolute foundation because when we understand that our mentality is at the very, very root of everything else, period. That if we don't have the care for that piece, then everything else is going to result from that, right? Yes, yes, completely. And I mean, you're you're putting a stank on it. I mean, 
at the at the very least if I you're going into like you're putting a stink on it i'm just having a moment with that for a second <laughs> well because i imagine that you know I, I mean we've you and i have had conversations about this in groups that we're in or on social streams where it's shared connections people who whether it's about the an affirmation or simply the concept of mindset right where they want everyone to be kind of in their fight mode their 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 moment right they want everyone to be the same space they are and and i think that the beauty of the conversations we've had um really is at the very root of it we become better champions of the practice of mindset awareness and and affirmations because we do a little bit more research we have uh, you know an, another response to see well will this work with this person next time uh, and also realizing that we won't always change everyone else's mind right and and um even more so switching from i'm not going to try to change your mind i'm simply going to share with you why i've chosen to do this practice and what i've experienced through my own practice of it and my friends and and family and clients mm -hmm. and when you're ready maybe the seed that i've planted for you in your heart about if you get up every day and you're thinking about who am i going to fight today that you're actually attracting the fight you're attracting the fight <laughs> and and if you want to be in the fight and that's what you want to attract that's your choice but don't attract the fight and then complain about the fight well and that is the, the value of in terms of cultivating habits of being a journaler right because yes. you start to make those shifts and you actually journal and you can track the evolution then you can start to convince yourself or gain the trust. I am not, um, I have not really actively journaled since my twenties. Um, so that is advice that I am giving. I am a, I do self study, but, um, I'm not the journaler. Right. But, yeah. um, but I also, um, and I, I also just trust now too. So I see the connections faster in my own life than I was before. Yeah. But if for somebody who, who doesn't necessarily believe or thinks that that is hooey, then they then the request or the encouragement, <laughs> hooey, give it a whirl and yeah. journal it so that you can actually over time yeah. see if things start to unfold differently based on your energies. Well, and you know, that, that kind of leads to that, the, the second or the fourth, depending on which, you know, what order you're reading, kind of the, the ideas that I shared yesterday at the affirmation was um, consistency, right? Yeah. Embracing consistency is yeah. so key in building these strong yeah. lifelong habits. And even in the pre-birth of a habit, what you're talking about is so important, right? Like um, so many people don't consider themselves negative so many people don't consider themselves racist but if they were to write down the words or how they interacted with people on a daily basis and look back at it they go i can't believe it mm -hmm. uh, we we had woman up had the second white fragility book club today mm, yes. and, and one of the women in the group she is amazing she's she's sharing today she shared a lot the first one and today she was sharing that um well actually it was one of the other gals who was sharing something to her that was said about her at a, at a meeting and she had given this this beautiful presentation and the guy next to her was like i was so shocked at how articulate she was and and both the women the woman he spoke to and the woman who was speaking they were both black women yeah and it 
you know, in the room when things like that happen, like he's not, he's not walking around thinking, well, geez, I'm saying that she's black and he's not even realizing he's saying it to another black woman. And so yeah. he's not thinking I'm going to spread racism in this room. But the reality is, is it was a racist thought because I'm willing to say 90% of why he said that, why he was so shocked that she was so articulate yeah. was because she was a woman and she was black. Yeah. And so uh, we actually did some, uh, you know, exercise building in the chat today and said, so in the future, when we hear things like that, yeah, it, it's, we need to ask that person, tell me more. Why are you so shocked? Right. Mm -hmm. And we can ask ourselves the same thing. Okay. I'm, I'm looking to build this new habit. Why, why is it not happening? Well, every day I'm writing in my journal, all of these negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. I didn't get this. I didn't get that. My husband didn't do this. My kids mm -hmm. didn't do that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe life is a little negative because that's what you're putting out there. And when you stop, you can say, all right, self, tell me more. Why do I think that all of my life is negative right now? Yeah. And so we don't, we can mirror that back to ourselves. Tell me more self. Why, why am I feeling like things are so negative? Maybe it's the story I'm telling myself consistently day after day after and day. Even to take that a step farther, not only is that a possibility, I think that's what is happening. I think every experience is just a mirror of the inner work of remembering um, yes. of who we are and why we exist. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think that as I think if, um, and, and again, this came to me again over the week, so it was very, very fresh, is a very dear friend of mine who actually gave a keynote um, at him. And I think we talked about this before, but he said to me when writing the book that his book called The Belief Economy, which is something to check out if you haven't, his name is David Baldwin. He said to me, Molly, if I could give you one bit of advice, he's like, I just wish I had written it as questions instead yeah. of statements. Yeah. Because it would have landed much different had people thought that I wasn't um, finger wagging, finger pointing, saying, I know better than you know, right? Yeah. Convincing this is about, and this is really what the book is to me. It's a reflection of self yeah. and a conversation of how do we build a better business, an intentional business, but it's a reflection of everything that I have experienced. Yeah. So I'm not saying to do this. I'm saying this is a reflection of my life experiences up to this moment. Yeah. And trying to incorporate that questioning instead of telling you what to do, you know what to do for your business because your business will be a reflection of you. Yes. So as a person who has walked the steps, I can guide you with questions, but I can't tell you how to do it. Right. And right. I think that is really important in all of this, even with the cultivating the habits. I can ask questions that you can find the habits that are going to support your highest purpose, purpose but I can't subscribe it to you because then it's mine. And then we're falling into the buckets of shoulds and coulds and all yes. of those things that are really, really prominent in real estate. Everybody's looking at each other and they're looking at the people who are, are succeeding, looking for the answers. Yeah. But the answers are really, truly within. And, and if we were all given permission and give ourselves permission to go within instead of without, yeah, we will shift the world. Amen. So, so many yeses in that, so many yeses in that, Molly. It, I think when, 
when we switch and I, I think that most importantly to highlight my, my verbal highlighter here. <laughs> it matches your walls and your sunflowers. I know. The, so the concept of owning your goal. Yeah. Owning, owning the words that you want to put out in, you know, in the universe, owning the feeling you want people to feel starts with being very clear about it. Right. And, and being consistent and, you know, uh, I can't, I don't remember. I, I feel like I was having this conversation with Sarah and Leslie. We were talking about the, you know, the rubber band, how some people do the rubber band to build a new habit. Uh, oh, yeah. In particular, I see it every November when everyone's trying to be thankful. And so they make like November a no complain month. And so whenever they complain, they snap their wrist with this little rubber band. You know, they. Yeah. I have a negative <laughs> connotation to that. But, um, my experience with the rubber band snapping is Stacy's story of trying to snap every time, you know, to remind herself that it was a sin to be gay. So like for me, <laughs> yeah. like that has a very like dark energy to it. A yeah. very low vibration. Yeah. Um, but. You know. I agree. I agree. That's what th that's actually the exact point is that that is about reminding yourself of a failure as opposed to celebrating a success. Yeah. And that we need to get down to the core of the beauty behind our habits. Right. Um, I even talk about this one in my goals course about how you write out a goal statement instead of just saying um, usually at the top of every list every year for people is something around their weight, whether they want to gain weight or lose weight. Yes. Right. And, and so I, I'm always, this, this baffles me. It's like, well, how, why is it over and over and over again? Well, because the mindset is they're trying to lose something there. It's a negative connotation. And so it's always, the brain is like, but I want the cake. Mm. You say, I can't have the cake. I, you know, I want the wine. You say I can't have the wine, you know, like it's, that's not how our brain mm. functions. Right. Yeah. Um, however, if we tell, if I tell myself, if I tell my brain, I want, I want to be healthier and I want to find more opportunities to work out because I know I'm worthy of having a body that will hold me gracefully into my old age. Well, then whenever I walk by a piece of equipment or somebody invites me for a walk, my brain's going to go, there's an opportunity for you. You said you wanted to, to be healthier. There's yeah. a healthy choice. Make that one. And, but we have a very, very tiny window in order to say yes to that. And Mel Robbins wrote about it in her 54321 mm -hmm. yes. book, yeah. the uh, five second rule. Yeah, I practice which, that. Okay. Which is, of course, when you hear the five second rule, everyone's like, is that the one where you like, can eat something that fell on the ground? I'm like, oh, no. Not really. Not, kind of. <laughs> not really, but kind of, but that, that really the, reading that book and, and using that methodology in those moments where I was trying to build a new thought pattern even yeah. really helped. It's like, okay, so I've said, I wanted to be healthier. I said that uh, the reason I want that to happen is because I want to be, I, I want to grow older gracefully. Yeah. Right. I, and by that, I mean, I want to be standing straight up. Yeah. I want to be able to walk up and down the stairs well. Yeah. You know, um, I, that doesn't mean I'm going to be swinging people's children when I'm 85, but I would like the option to pick a child up yeah. at 85. I mean, to hold and hug a child. Uh, so, the, you know, these are things that I see, I visualize in my head when I'm thinking about it that represent this beautiful reason, the why behind it. And then the 54321 comes into play right behind it because I'm like, I told myself I wanted this. My brain is seeing it and saying, here's an opportunity. Five, four, three, two, one, I'm doing it. And yeah. it rarely, rarely fails. I mean, I have to fight myself for it to fail. Yeah. 
Well, I love that because I, I do think that um, the, one of the, you know, traps that we get into is that as we learn and advance, you know, in, in different thinking that, that it's just going to get easy, you know, and that, but the, we will always have opportunities for refinement. And so learning the habit to be able to create the space between the action, right? If it's cause and effect, being able to be that neutral middle so that you don't just continue to create um, the effects that you don't want to achieve. So <laughs> that's the beauty of the five, four, three, two, one. Yes. Right, is it creates the space or the neutrality so that you can actually um, remember and not just react. And I think that's a really, really important piece of that in terms of mastering that. And I, I say that as somebody who has, uh, I understand practically and with my mind why that works. And I'm still practicing the um, implementation of that. So I have not mastered that. Um, yes. We are works in progress. We are. Beautiful, yeah. this divine works of art. But All of us. there's always, always a little something, something that could be added or change. A red can become a little bit softer or a little bit darker. Well, uh, I'm good with that. Well, you know, the, the the interesting thing that I've also noticed in particular with these la the last 75 days of shifting what my personal self-care looked, looked mm -hmm. like is I've been part of this group called Move 30. It's there's 30 women. It's a it's a small Facebook group. But to the point about the losing something losing weight that I mentioned earlier, which I, the comma was like, interesting. Yeah. That is a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. This group isn't like a check-in and tell me how much you weigh group. Yeah, It's a group that says, all right, how many times do you want to work out this year? How many times do you want to physically move your body? And you say 175, 200, 300, you put the flag in the ground. You make that decision. Mm -hmm. And then every time you work out, you go in and you say, um, you know, 123 of 200 mm. and maybe say like I took a walk around the neighborhood like for me I'm on I want to say 145 of 200 oh, workouts. That's great. yeah and so I'll say like today I took a walk around the neighborhood I picked wildflowers and I did some yoga before before bed yeah and so you're you're basically online journaling with others yeah, I love that. and and it's not uh, it isn't about the weight it's about the care of yourself and and so sometimes you're like oh my gosh i i it's it <laughs> tanya is the one who started the group she's canadian so um she does everything in kilometers so i'm learning kilometers oh that's fun yeah. which is really fun so everything on my watch everything is all metric yeah that's so and fun. so sharing that i'm like oh my gosh i walked nine kilometers today what does that mean like it sounds so much better yeah. <laughs> it sounds oh so gosh. much better than miles uh, but it's, it, it is this collective, right? This beautiful group of women who are friends, they're coaches, they're mentors, they're cheerleaders, they're all of the above. There is the, um, you know, there's times where people are sick and they haven't worked for, you know, worked out for three or four days and they're feeling low. And it's like the lioness pride comes around and says, it's okay. Like shake off the shame, go for it. Yeah. And it, it's, it, there's no voice attached to it all. It's all typing. It's all on there. You know, people will share pictures of themselves all sweaty after a workout when they were and they're like, yeah, or a beautiful sunset that they saw. But the, the point is not only has that helped with the consistency, yeah, but it's also helped with the, uh, the celebrating 
Mm. right? The celebrating, look, I did another one. Look, yeah. I did another one. Look, I did another one. And, and every once in a while, people will start tracking their streaks, right? So, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I'm on like a 32 day streak. And it's like a big party. And it, it, it's, we're all there with a common goal, which is I want to move more. I, I want to be healthier, but I'm not, it's not Weight Watchers. It's not step up in front of the room. And for some people, they need that. They need the, the shame or the fear of what's going to happen when they step on a scale in order to lose weight. And, and that really works for them. It doesn't work for me. Right. Because yeah. that's not my goal. My goal is I want to feel better every day. Yeah. I'm going to feel better today than I did yesterday. Well, I have this moment, like with the first yoga class that I ever took, um, well, actually the second yoga class years later after the first, but was with my teacher who's still my teacher now, years and years later, um, 13 years later or something. Um, but the woman next to me was a woman in her, she was, she was gray haired woman and she was so limber and she folded over her toes and just was really graceful. And she whispered to me, she's like, how old do you think I am? And I'm sitting there like I had just had, um, you know, my third baby. So I think I was still nursing and had that post pregnancy body, you know, where it didn't feel like my own. And so I'm trying to reach my toes and I'm aching in every joint. And I was looking at her thinking, I have no earthly idea, but you're at least twice what I am, you know, thinking in my head. Well, she was in her late 70s, mm. you know, and, you know, I was 30 something at the time. And you know, it's one of those things that I was like, I want to be like that. I had a, a visual now of being the woman in her, you know, late seventies, being able to be nimble and flexible and pain-free. Yes. Um, and I do think having that vision in your mind is critical, you know, whether you name it your how or your why, but for me as a visual person, like being able to see what that looks like is a way so that I can actually take that from an idea into something that is in my, um, my being. I love that. And that's, again, it is finding, it's finding your flow, finding your, your visual that supports your why. I mean, in, again, inside the, the goals course that, that I used to teach in person, but of course now it's all virtual. Yeah. Uh, it, there is a whole section on really, truly how to build a vision board. Yeah. Right. Because there is power in that. And again, that's always been kind of relegated as, oh, the girls do that. Yeah. You know, oh, the girls get together and they drink their wine and, you know, they cut out magazines and they make these pretty poster boards and, and. Or it's, Pinterest. <laughs> or, yes. I'm a, I'm a Pinterest vision board builder as well, but you still have to print it out because you yeah. got to see it. Yeah. Unless you go into Pinterest every morning and looking at your vision board, it's just, it, it is not helping. Yeah. Um, but I think that if there's the power in that, right, yeah. there's a power in that, that there's a lot of women who are rising up in and achieving their dreams, because this thing that people kind of made fun of, like it's some arts and craft project, are now building their own empires, because they slow down at least once a year to put it out on a, a poster board or a pin board and say, this is, this is, you know, the look on my face I want to feel. These are the words that I want to surround me. This is the vacation that I'm working towards. This is, you know, the car that I want to buy my kids. You know, whatever it is, when it's visually represented, it help, it does help you uh, create that connection with the feeling so that the feelings that you feel are the feelings you want to feel when that affirmation is happening 
right there in your life. That's right. And then it becomes a vibration right within ourselves because it's, you know, what I think is also really important to that is honoring the fact that sometimes we like, and at least this is true for me. So I'm going to speak from my own personal experience here. And there are times when I'm moving forward on something and I don't quite see it yet. I kind of know that I'm walking in the right direction and I'm sort of, you know, testing the waters and sort of, you know, scanning, if you will. And I don't quite have the vision, but I know like I'm walking. And yes. then there are times in life that when you see it, then it's like, okay, I can build it when I see it. Mm. But there tends to be this moment where I'm just sort of walking forward, trusting that I'm moving in the right direction. And so, you know, what I'd like to say to people is in terms of habits is the act of just putting one foot in front of the other. The reason why that matters is because we are in constant motion, right? And we are walking towards something and it's unfolding as we gain more information that will basically clear out our lenses so that we can see what we're supposed to see clearly. Uh, And then the vision hits and we can then move into building mode. Um, But, you know, to honor that cycle of sometimes we don't have the vision and we are in a more passive, you know, feminine state of scanning Um, And then the masculine comes in terms of the will and the will to create. Um, And so honoring that polarity between the two. So I love that. I think that's a beautiful place to get ready to do our um, meditation time and bring it all home. All right, let's do it. Um, So let's find that seat again. Bring your awareness to the very tip of your nose. Um, This is a mudra. So, you know, yoga is not just asanas of our body. Everything is with purpose, on purpose. And so the hand yoga is called mudra. And when we come into this okay fingers, you know, or twin powers or whatever. um, (laughs) That's that's actually quite fun. (laughs) This is our superpower (laughs) nuts. Hopefully everybody or anybody who's watching that has just done that. And if you haven't, for the sake of energy, please do that. Um, This is called our Gyana Mudra, which is um, for wisdom. And let's face our hands down. And that is we're grounding. And um, when you have our hands facing up, we're receptive. And when we have them grounded, we're sort of connecting. But we're going to just, uh, again, follow the breath in the nose and out the nose. Bringing our awareness to the space between the brows, our mental screen. We're just going to imagine ourselves first in this pose that we are, just a beautiful reflection of our body exactly as we are in this moment. Just try to get clear about seeing that reflection of yourself. Now imagine this self, your reflection is is here, it's your highest self, and you're able to ask this self for guidance. So the question today is, what can I bring into my life for my highest good? And then just listen. Notice if there's any shapes that emerge or objects. Do you hear any sounds or sensations in your body? Feel sensations in your body. And 
And just be open to receiving whatever wisdom unfolds. Just take a big collective breath in through the nose and exhale through the mouth, let it go. And then flutter eyes. Yay. And then journal down whatever came, even if it feels insignificant, just write it down and um, see what comes from that. Yes. Yes, journal it down. I love that. Thank you, my friend. Another absolutely divine, divine chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so proud of you. I, I really, I'm so excited for you and these next steps of walking through the editing and the second drafting and all of that goodness. You got it out of you. You got it out. You, you created, you created. That's such an amazing achievement. Congratulations again. Thank you. I and please keep us updated as as you go through the process. It, it would be fun to keep, you know, doing a check in on these every once in a while. Like, what's happening? What's happening with the editing? <laughs> I love that your mom's doing your editing. That's yeah, so you know, it's a kind of a serendipitous moment. My mom's published. She's her PhD in educational psychology and has written um, books and um, has been editing a um, newspaper, local newspaper, for years um, where she lives in New Bern, North Carolina. So she kind of is um, ready to retire that. And so this was a perfect bridge for her. And again, thinking about those divine threads that we talk about and these moments of things that are ready to be born exactly when we do, um, this is just another example of that exactly as it should be. And so um, it's really a cool thing. Yay. Hooray. I love that. And you'll be able to talk to your mom more now. I know. Well, I'm sure she'll love that. Well, Stacy posted the other day on the Facebook, you know, that she's like, yes, you know, because when Stacy first read the first couple of pages, she started to cry, you know, she's like, oh, my God, these are just your words, you know, this is you. And then um, she posted, you know, something on the Facebook about um, the, you know, bearing my heart and soul. And then my mom's like, I'm going to be reading your heart and soul. I was like, oh, I'm not so sure I want that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, and on that note, <laughs> we'll be back next week, everybody. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Too funny. I love it. All right, friends, have a great rest of your week. Have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Peace out. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound and create a moment to embrace grace.